Hi there, my name is Leslie Koff, and you've reached the podcast, Breathing Out Stars. And so it is that we're coming up for air. The ship carrying us, our world as we knew it in many ways, has crashed upon the rocks We were knocked unconscious. Before our eyes even open, we smell the salty air, the breeze. We feel the warmth of the sun. And we open our eyes, blinking against the light. The hurricane that I have referred to so often has passed. The terrible wind has passed and is gone, and we are breathing. There was much lost, but we are still here to tell the tale. Today I was out and about. I saw some people in local businesses I had not seen in a while. Hey, you're here. So nice to see you. We exchange affections from a distance. So, so nice to see you. I'm glad to see that you are well. We are on the sand, on the beach, stumbling around to see what is left. Who is left? Who made it? I have a few stories to tell. Since you have heard from me, we got a pandemic pup. That's probably the reason you haven't heard from me. Chasing a pup is not conducive to planning a podcast. We named her a name meaning close to the heart. We adore her. With all the other noise gone from our lives, our hearts are closer to the surface, more accessible. We are making more choices with our hearts, we notice. A class I was teaching has gone on hiatus until summertime. The snowdrops in white and yellow are peeking up out of the frozen soil. Our daughter told us of her plans to marry later this summer. We are in joy, pure joy. There has been a letting go of a family wedding dress that three of us had worn and the purchase of another. Something to begin again with, something to begin again. Also more new things. Three weeks ago, I began working as a vaccinator in my city at a local hospital. It is the first time in my life that I have ever, ever felt like I was on a team. I feel like a soldier in a crucial war. When I arrive at work, it is still dark. The morning is frosty, but I can smell the spring. I can smell hope. I am on this team of health professionals who prep the vaccine and then inject the vaccine. People come and they sit in my chair at my table. Some have shaking hands. Some are in wheelchairs. Most walk on their own. They are excited, relieved, grateful. I say to them, Hi, my name is Leslie. I'm going to vaccinate you today. What is your name? I ask them. I check the record. I check their allergies, their other immunizations. I explain to them which vaccine they are going to get, what to expect. I smile, which they cannot see because I am masked, and I ask them if they have anything special planned to celebrate the day of their vaccine. And they tell me small stories while I am putting on my gloves preparing their vaccine cards, making note of the serial number, nodding my head at what they tell me. One man tells me, 
I'm taking this vaccine today that my wife died three months ago of COVID. I never knew life could be so hard. And as I'm opening the alcohol swab for his arm, tears are rolling down my face as well. One woman is showing me pictures of her dogs. Another man asks me, Hey, can I tell you a story? Sure, I tell him. Today, he says, I am getting this vaccine, and then I am dropping off ice cream at my mother's house. Can you guess why? No, I say, of course I can't guess why, but I don't tell him that. I nod my head. I ask, why is that? Pulling on my gloves, because he says, when I was eight years old, my mother dressed my brother and I and took us from the house. She did not tell us where we were going, but... She took us to an old, dark building where we were given the sock vaccine for polio. We were both very frightened because we didn't know what was happening. So right afterwards, she bought us ice cream. So now, he said, many, many decades later, I am getting my COVID vaccine, and then I'm going to bring ice cream to my mother. And that story was lovely. Many speak of their families, their grandchildren, their parents. They're counting the days to see each other again. They are hopeful. The year has been very difficult. When they are vaccinated, the patients receive stickers. They are, I tell them, for bragging rights. Here's your bragging rights sticker, I say. You can post this if you wish, I tell them, on Twitter. And they laugh. One man says, why do we have stickers? Why don't we have lollipops? I have to explain that these are not children. These are older adults. At the sight of a hypodermic needle, of course, I suppose many people become five years old all over again. Why do we only have stickers? Why do we not have lollipops? Because I tell him, because there are no lollipops in a pandemic. That, he says, should be the name of a book. Your book. Why don't you write it? No lollipops in a pandemic. If my life, my life this year were a movie, perhaps that movie would be Forrest Gump. Because the things that I have done in my life have echoed what those have also done in the collective. When things started, when we were isolated, when we were in our homes, I cleaned. I would get up very early. I would make coffee. I would put on comfy things and I would cook. I was stockpiling beans. I made myself a schedule for the day. I made extracts from things in my garden. I learned how to make baguettes. I watched things. I tuned into daily virus reports. I did every crossword puzzle that was daily. I worried. I went without sleep, and I worried some more. And then I cleaned some more. I stockpiled more beans. I started teaching a class to help others to get through quarantine. I started a quarantine kitchen program in my community. I started a podcast, this podcast. I worried some more. I looked up the daily virus numbers for my county every day at 2 o'clock. More worrying, more reaching out to others. We got our pandemic pup. And now I am a vaccinator. This year in the shipwreck, I have learned to innovate. We have all learned to innovate. I have to say I'm really proud of us as a human race. In many ways, how we have accepted disappointment. We have accepted disappointment, and there is so much disappointment to have to swallow. 
We have pivoted when we needed to. We have become resourceful when we have needed to. Reaching out with our hearts, we are surveying the shipwreck. We're stumbling across the sand, blinking our eyes to the light, looking for survivors. The change has been hard. Harder for others, easier for others, but hard, and we have changed. I want to add that also since I spoke with you, I had another friend die, a friend who didn't get to feel the joy of knowing that there was going to be a window of the light, a friend who didn't get to see the time after the storm passed. In my vaccinator job, we use this certain kind of needle called vanishing point. What that means is that when the vaccinator presses the plunger down and the vaccine goes into the patient, at the very end of the pushing of the plunger, the needle, the actual needle, shoots back into the barrel of the syringe. It's retractable. I'm such a nerd. I think this is awesome. It withdraws back into the syringe, of course, of course, to protect the vaccinator from a contaminated needle, but this little thing, this retractable needle makes me so happy. I can't even tell you. Every time I feel it jump back into the plunger, jump back into the barrel, I get a little thrill. Really, I'm such a nerd. Of course, we don't use a needle more than once. We never do, but it's almost as though we are ready to begin again. Like our quarantines, our lockdowns, we were retracted back into the barrel of our syringe. We were hidden from view, stuck in the barrel, out of sight, reset. And every time I vaccinate someone and that little needle shoots back into the syringe, it reminds me of how we were retracted, contracted, how we were inside. This was a year that we were inside, that we reset that we changed even though we didn't want to change. We had to. The times demanded it. We were shipwrecked. The way we were going before is no longer a destination for us. We are on a new land now, a new beach, stumbling about, trying to find our new lives, raising our hand as we see someone in the distance on the beach that we used to know. Hey, hey there, you over there, we say to them. You made it. We made it. And from here on in, we help each other to find a new life, to build a new life in the new place. At the bridal store with my daughter, we were told that sales are through the roof. People are beginning to move forward in their lives with hope. Hope to me feels like rain washing over my parched brain. It feels like fresh flowers blooming on a tundra in a place where there hasn't been life in centuries. That little thing that you feel in your chest, that, my friends, is hope. A hope that we will carry forward for our friends and family of ours who didn't make it, who perished in the shipwreck. I move forward into the future of joy for all of them. For the half a million or more, and probably there will be a lot more, who didn't make it out of the sea when the ship capsized and crashed into the rocks. In my deeper heart, I understand now that I'm supposed to carry them with me. Because even as we grieve, we grow. We are those people on the beach, blinking in the new morning light, looking around to figure out where to begin.
This has been Breathing Out Stars. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Leslie Koff.